0: all of us to, because you've shown us the way, in your son, your child, Mark, pray in the way of Jesus, amen. I have a new favorite word, and I learned it here last week. If you were here last week, you learned it too. And Alan taught it to all of us, and I'm fairly certain that there's a very small percentage of you who knew this word before last week because it's not generally out there, but I've decided that I need to know this word because it's one of my core values. And the root of that word is xenos, and you know the negative form of this word, which is xenophobia, but The positive form of this word is phylloxemia, which is love of the guest or stranger or love of hosting. It's a word that embodies radical hospitality. So it's a word that's going to appear here, every so often because right now we're in the midst of a series on radical hospitality and we've decided that 2017 is going to be the year of radical hospitality at Hope Gateway, which has everything to do with Filipino So last week Alan explored um, what hospitality is and today we're going to talk about a little bit what radical, Is so. When you hear the word radical, what do you think? Out of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary. Extreme. Extreme. What? Root. 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 Oh yes, root, Root. core, foundational. Yes. I think of Jesus. You think of Jesus, the radical. dictionary says. social change, representing or supporting an extreme or progressive section of a political party. And if a radical is a person who advocates thorough or complete political or social reform, a member of a political party or part of a party pursuing such aims. (coughs) Radical. We aim to be radical here at Oak Gateway, both in our core and in the far-reaching changes that that brings. Today, as I said, is a sacred day because we honor the legacy today of Martin Luther King Jr. and the Civil Rights Movement in the United States of America. And we take this time to be thankful for the long and hard work that he and others have done. And in that, we are thankful for the work of radical hospitality that the civil rights movement demanded. And in these days, this January 2017, when it seems hard to know how to take a stand or how to move forward toward a more just society. I take heart that there have been others who have gone before us, like Reverend Dr. King, who can show us the way. I'm thankful that others have followed in the hard way of Jesus, And have learned to love their enemies. And Dr. King showed us that the way of Jesus is not easy, but it is life-giving. So today's scripture um, that I chose is from the book of Matthew, and it is, some was used by Dr. King and was a basis for his whole philosophy and way of living and being and leading the civil rights movement. I am reading from the Gospel of Matthew in the fifth chapter, which is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, beginning with verse 43 and I'm reading from the Message Version. Jesus says, you are familiar with the old written law, love your friend, and its written companion, hate, its unwritten companion, hate your enemy. I'm changing that. I'm telling you, love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. God gives the best. The sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, regardless. The good and the bad, the nice and nasty. If you if all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner can do that. In a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. You
1: know?
0: Your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. The same passage in another version called The Voice says it's easy to greet your friends. Even outsiders do that. But you are called to something higher. Be perfect. As your Father in Heaven is perfect. Perfect in that sense doesn't mean don't make any mistakes. But it means being perfected in love. Being led by love. Dr. King preached on this passage in 1957. At least then in a sermon called Loving Your Enemies. It is significant that he, Jesus, does not say, like your enemies. Like is a sentimental something, an affectionate something. There are a lot of people that I find it difficult to like. I don't like what they do to me. I don't like what they say about me and other people. I don't like their attitudes. I don't like some of the things they're doing. I don't like them. But Jesus says, love them. And love is greater than like. Love is understanding, redemptive goodwill for all men, women so that you love everybody because God loves them. You refuse to do anything that will defeat an individual because you have agape, the Greek word for love, in your soul. And here you come to the point that you love the individual who does the evil deed while hating the deed that person does. This is what Jesus means when he says, love your enemy. This is the way to do it. When the opportunity presents itself, when you can defeat your enemy, you must not would say that Reverend Dr. King defeated his enemies, actually. But he did not destroy them. He did not diminish them. He loved them. Even as he overcame them. This past week, Alan and I went to a movie called Hidden Figure some of you have seen it because some of you told us to go to it. (laughs)
1: It's a
0: movie that I would highly Most in the whole movie has to do with a coffee pot. Katherine Johnson was an African American woman who had a brilliant mathematical mind, and she was chosen for a special assignment. <coughs> to do the calculations and check the calculations for the first launches into space at the NASA program. She worked in a room for this assignment where everyone else was white and almost everyone else was a man. When she first came to that room, there was only one pot for coffee. So, she helped herself to that pot of coffee. Soon after, there arrived a smaller pot of coffee with a clear printed label on it. to her what that meant. Nobody needed to say to her, this is for you, because we don't want to share our coffee pot with you. So she did what she should, according to the standards that were laid out for her, for a long time. And I won't give away the thought of the movie, but eventually someone comes to see the reality of what is happening and the injustice and the inequality that was taking place and removes that sticker off of that coffee. And in so doing, says to everyone in that room, This is wrong. There is one coffee pot, and everybody, no matter what, is welcome to use it. This image of this coffee pot really brings home for me an idea that I've been trying to sort out in my mind about radical hospitality. The question that I've been asking is what does it mean for people to have to play, to demand a place for themselves at the table? Or at the coffee? What does it mean for people to have to demand a place for themselves? And what does it mean for people to have to demand hospitality, let alone radical hospitality for themselves? This is what the Civil Rights Movement did. Another question that I've been asking myself is, what does it mean for people of privilege to demand hospitality for others? What does it mean for us to extend radical hospitality to those who are being excluded from the table, from the coffee pot, from the conversation, from equal rights? This is what allies did during the Civil Rights Movement. In all of these actions and in all of these questions, the actions are those of an individual or a temporary group who does a temporary action. which also makes me think of the temporariness of Reverend Dr. King's life. And his willingness to give all he had, even to lay down his life for the sake of others. I believe that many of the words of Martin Luther King Jr., our sacred text. And that's why I love this day. Because it's a time that we look at that sacred text and we listen to it and we hear it. And the thing about sacred text is that it doesn't just speak to the time in which it was written or spoken. It has a life beyond that moment. It has a message beyond that space and time, and it speaks and continues to speak to people in the present and in the future. So I feel like we should listen to Martin, because we actually can. He didn't live that long ago. And we even have video, not just audio. Of him. Sure. <laughs> <We don't remember. laughs> There's not many people who spoke. make this
1: matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. I? Like anybody I would like to live a long life, longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now.
0: days, these days of challenge, to make America what it ought to be. We have an opportunity to make America a better nation. And I want to thank God once more for allowing me to be here with you. One line that we heard him say really stands out to me, which is, somewhere I read the greatness of America is the right to protest for rights. So I invite you to follow in the path of Martin and to love our enemies enough to protest love.